from the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to the Superiority Complex, everybody. Uh, your new favorite podcast. We are all here except for Patrick. John is not here today, so we're not all here. I lied. First thing off the bat, I chose to lie to you all, and I apologize. Why do you lie, Mario? And Pat- now I don't trust you. Patrick stepped away. I've 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 betrayed everyone's trust. Now my video is paused because there are problems with my network, but there's your videos back. So hopefully we won't drop out today. Uh, right off the top of the head, jeez, oh, Louise, I cannot talk today, you guys. It's because I started my cleanse last night. Anyway, um, <laughs> Justine is here. Jake is here. Anita's here. Uh, Patrick is here, but he had to step away right before we went to air, so he'll be back with us. Maybe his cleanse started. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it was contagious. All that, all that bulgogi he likes to eat. All that, all that meat. All that greasy, uh, greasy meat. We're gonna start off with a new game. It's called "They're a Ten But," and this is a very shallow game. Uh, you know, the kids like to say, "Oh, they're a ten, but they like the Beatles or whatever." Um, That's an eleven. What do you mean? Yeah, sure, it would be for you, Pentatonics. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna we're gonna start right off with Justine. I'm gonna spin this wheel. And the color it lands on, it's going to give you a number. So the numbers one, two, three are positive traits. So, you know, there are one, two, or three. The uh, neutral traits are four, five, six, and seven. And then the negative traits are for the hot people, eight, nine, and ten. Everybody's tens. So for this scale, uh, ten would be like on my personal. So on your personal scale, who's a one and who's a ten? Uh, my personal scale of one would be like, uh, 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 what's that idiot that got fired over at Fox? Tucker uh, Carlson? Yeah, Tucker Carlson's like a one. Well, he's like a negative. Number yeah. one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a one. And then number 10 would be, uh, you know, of course, my 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 wife, Salma Hayek, would be a 10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so that's... <laughs> I you, 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 you were going to say Nicole. <laughs> I don't know. No, my, my wife's an 11. Are you kidding? My real wife is an 11. Okay. She's off. <laughs> she broke, yeah. She broke the hotness. She's off, uh, she's off the charts. Uh, according to my wife, uh, who is... <laughs> according to my wife, who is going to the gym all the time, she is trying to get, quote... Double caked up. If you kids know what that means, then you know. double cake. All right, get it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for your birthday, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, that's like that's like that's like seis leches cake, These- if you know what I mean. <laughs> hey, there's some quick math for you there. All right, here we go. So, we're gonna, we're gonna start with uh, Justine, we're gonna spin the wheel. Justine, he is a seven. Or they're a seven. Uh, but they have to hunt every animal they eat themselves. They're a seven, but they hunt every animal they eat themselves. What am I doing? Are you, was that a, you give them a final number. Probably this is just Patrick. Oh, I get it. They're a seven. Okay. And they hunt everything? They have to hunt every animal they eat themselves. Cocoa? Oh, hey. Hello. Yeah. So he's like a nine? Oh, okay. Nine. Perfect. All right. There you go. There we go. All right. <laughs> Patrick, you are next. They are a seven, uh, but they insist on doing niche couples costumes every Halloween. I feel like. Uh, you, I, feel like you I feel like that's like a solid seven. Yeah. They stay the same. Yeah. 
You guys are going to yeah. do Gergich, Jerry Gergich, and uh, yeah. Sebastian. I mean, you know, it's it, it would only shift one direction or another if they were like really mm-hmm. annoying fucking costumes. Jake, they're a ten, mm-hmm. uh, but they don't see anything wrong with picking their nose in public. They're a ten, but they don't see anything wrong with picking their nose in public. I mean. Okay, so Emma Stone, you're at dinner Emma with Emma. Yeah, Emma Stone. And she jams yeah. her she is, she is digging for that one <laughs> ring every day. Good nine and a half. She's out there trying to find more. Yeah. It's not a full yeah. point. That winner. Does, she wash, does she wash her hands would be... No, I, it, it, we have no further information. It's just that she enjoys it. Yeah, she's, everything, else is, everything else is fine, but she picks her nose in public. That's a nine and a half. Wow. Emma, Emma, you do you, boo boo. Okay, I'm, I'm cool with it. All right, Anita. I want you to be oh yourself. Okay, <laughs> Anita, they're Anita. They're a one. They are a one. Oh god. Uh, but you could spend weeks straight with them and never get bored. You could spend weeks straight with them and never get bored. I feel, and are we agreeing? Or is the one based on like physical appearance? It, it, it's whatever a one. It, it, it's whatever a one is for you. I mean, it's, okay. I think it's, I think it's supposed. So I'm to assuming it is. I'm assuming that. it is physical. I will just. Yeah. I will just say, according to the game, I'm sure it's supposed to be physical. But okay. you know, we're not shallow people like that. We'll just say mm-hmm. it could be a negative personality, or like I said, like a Tucker Carlson. But like, if you find out, like, if I found out Tucker Carlson was really like nice in real life, then you know, what would that bump him up to? You know. Okay. 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 Uh, sorry. Can you read the thing one more time? Uh, there are one. Uh, but you could spend weeks on end with them without getting bored. Uh, seven. Wow. Whoa. We all had a shot with it. it. We all had a shot with Anita and we never knew it, guys. All right, here we go. <laughs> it doesn't help. We're all boring as fuck. Right. <laughs> all right, Justine, they're an eight. They are an I'm eight. I'm glad I have a shot with Anita. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everybody. they're an eight and what? They're an eight, but uh, they have to use their calculator app to tip every time. It's fine. Yeah, that doesn't bother they're me. They're an eight. They're staying eight. That doesn't bother me. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm like, sorry. They so take the time to figure out exactly how much to make Maybe sure they're not that. shorting a server. Absolutely. 10% of the total. No, no, no. But <laughs> double, maybe if it was it. like. They're an eight, but they don't tip. Would make a huge difference. Right, right, right. right. Oh yeah. Right. Of course. Oh, that's a two. Compared to someone trying to figure it out. All right, mm-hmm. Patrick. Okay. They a... are a five. Uh-huh. They are a five. Talk uh, to me. But they have a very large food supply stockpiled for the apocalypse. Um. So they're a hoarder. Uh, so they're probably Ooh. they're probably Republican. <laughs> they're still they're still a five. Yeah, they're still, they, they ain't coming off that number. The food supply ain't doing shit for the apocalypse. Well, you know, also you think about it, they're probably they're probably conservative. Yeah, those doomsday preppers aren't that. Unless hot. it's Somebody, the couple, unless it's you. Reba McIntyre from uh, from Tremors, who's oddly hot in that movie. All right, here we yeah. go. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. You, you know what? Hold you're on. Not wrong. Okay, hot. six. 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 Now. Something. You're right. Something about the way she wears her mom jeans and fires a fifty caliber. Uh, a rifle, <laughs> uh, uh, sniper just, rifle, just, just screams just like, America for me. Well, I did vote to decrease taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, they are an eight, but mm-hmm. 
Uh, talking to them is like talking to a brick wall. One. <laughs> I dropped one. It all the way down. Absolutely, absolute one. No, if I can't have a conversation with you, right. absolutely not. Uh, Anita, they are a two. Maybe it's like talking to a brick wall because they're deaf, Jake. That's kind of fucked up, bro. Patrick? <laughs> they are a two. They are a two, but they're great at cheering you up when you're down. Aww. Yeah, they're great. They're they're good cheering. But how like how many times are you gonna be down? So does <laughs> watching parks so does watching parks and rec, so <laughs> no, I have to pay for peacock. Three. I would hope that I have my own self-confidence okay. that I don't need that much okay. nice. <laughs> You would hope. Um I would hope. Justine, they're an eight, but they refer to everything as a vibe. Mm. They're an oh, influencer. that's a vibe. They're an eight, that's but vibe. They, they refer to this this bulgogi as a vibe. So Gen Z. This podcast is a vibe. <laughs> I mean, I say a vibe, but maybe I don't say it that often. So I'll probably give it a six. All right, drop a it. We it say- would annoy me, but. I mean, you're still cute, so it's fine. My my uh, Call of Duty group, uh, we like to say, just vibing. What are you doing over there, you what? asshole? Just vibing. I'm vibing. Uh, it's fun. It's fun to say. That's then we all start saying it. Mm-hmm. Then we, you know, it's one of those things where we all start saying it, and then everybody we just can't stop. Uh, Patrick, there are seven. You always get the neutrals, Patrick, but they vehemently believe in astrology. Oh no, that's like a five. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't with that. Okay, I've done that before, and it's not fun. Such a Leo. You, what uh, time were you born, Patrick? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what moon was it? Yeah, you were three thirty in the afternoon. Uh-huh. It was a Tuesday. Okay. okay. You? you know what it is? It's because Saturn is in is in remission. Retrograde. Was that retrograde. the <laughs> That's why I'm That's in a bitchy answer. mood, not because I'm hungry, but because the moon says that life's fucked up right now. Right. Exactly. Listen. Shit's listen. All the crazies come out when the moon's full. All right. Uh, uh Pat. Or no, I'm sorry, Jake. They're they're a four, but they have a black mm. belt in karate. Ooh. They're a four, but they have a black belt in karate. Ooh. So she can protect me. Yes. <laughs> Mm. That's a six. That's good. You like that? Yeah, right. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Anita, they're a nine, uh, but they had to delete Twitter because they got canceled. <laughs> you know, probably for something racist. It's probably for something racist. It's probably racist. But you know what? I can respect the outright racism. I prefer that. So I'm going to drop them down to a four. Is that like? Is that like the Chappelle when he talks about how he goes to the South and like it's just open? It's like it's tasty. He's like the racism down there is just like, mm. like you can just like. I'd rather know who I'm dealing with. Right. Right. I, yeah, they're not trying to hide it. Yeah. yeah. No. You. 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 It's kind of like hating your favorite. Like, like you, you. It's like hating your favorite sports team to hate. There's like a respect mm-hmm. there. You hate them because, mm-hmm. you, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like mm-hmm. I, you I have respect to re- you up front about it. Yeah, I still don't I like to, it, but I, I respect it. I have to respect how how you know how how real you are with it. I don't like it, <laughs> but I respect it. But uh, yeah, it's better than the nod nod wink wink racism that you get most mm-hmm. times. All right, here we go. Uh, Justine and eight, but they gave you an STD. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. 
Oh. It seems like, wait, which one? <laughs> is it curable? <laughs> Will it go away I'm, with a shot? I'm, I'm looking to collect them all. Which one? <laughs> I mean, just uh, maybe a five. A five? Wow. Maybe. You are forgiving. That's pretty forgiving. Yeah. yeah. Now we get into some insight into how Patrick has lasted this long. Uh, Patrick. Uh, he left really quick, but he said I can answer for him. Oh, uh, all right, Justine. Uh, this is—he's there are two, but they're in your favorite band, and they write songs about you. I don't know what he would say. <laughs> songs? He loves songs. So um, for Patrick, they're in Mumford and Sons. Yeah, yeah. And so what, what, about him, let's yeah. put him to uh, five. Mm. You have to ask him when he gets back to see what he says. To see if she got it right. About- I only had one person write a song for me and I was just like, I don't know. I didn't really care. It was okay. Wow. What, how did the song go? We got to know about this song. Who wrote you a song? <laughs> it's a, he wrote um, the notes for it. Cause he played piano. Justine, you are my queen. <laughs> he gave it to me. He gave me like, he gave me the sheet music for it. I just was like, okay. Oh, oh he didn't sing it to you. No, it was just classical because he played piano. That's it. Do you have the sheet music? We need someone to play this. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't keep that. What do you I mean you didn't it? keep it? Someone wrote you a song. <laughs> I was with him for like I was with him for like a month. Like that's kind of creepy. Oh, that like, is creepy. Yeah. That's sweet. <laughs> we'll never know what that song sounds like. He probably still has that and wrote it for someone else too. How many? How many? How many? <laughs> hey, this is for you. <laughs> How many relationships before Patrick was this guy? Was 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 Mozart? Oh God, I don't know. Where, where did you six or seven? Where did you meet this guy? In high school. Oh, it was a high Can school. Can we not move past the fact that he knew her for they dated for a month? And he yeah, I don't want to see throwing it down. <laughs> right, man. Nah, this guy, he's the sweetest. He, like, after me, he dated another girl and they got married. Like, he's just the sweetest. And you're over here shitting on him on a podcast. <laughs> I did shit on him. <laughs> because he wrote you a song. I thought it was weird. <laughs> she probably was like, oh my God, I love it. You yeah. know, people are for people. Some right. people are not for everyone. Right. If, if you, but if he would have brought you <laughs> I like. I not that person. Yeah, but if he would have brought you like a home Korean barbecue kit, like, he would have been like, oh my God, I love this. Kid. No, because she wouldn't <laughs> want to make it. Oh, Patrick's back. Patrick, there are there are two. What was oh, it? Yeah, a, gotta ask him. They were a yeah. two, but oh, they yeah, yeah. but they're in your favorite band and they write songs about you. Uh, there are two. Yeah, and they write songs about me, and they're in my favorite band. Yes, fucking ten immediately. Oh, see, there you go. <laughs> hey, by the way, are you uh, kidding me? By the they're way, in you, my favorite band, I will do anything. My by bad, the way, by the way, did you? So Adam Levine goes right up to a ten. Did you oh, know? Thanks. Uh, that uh, one of Justine's exes wrote a song about her. Yes. And she threw it away. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's not that type of person. Wasteful. Uh, okay. It's uh, like when people sing happy birthday to you, it's like awkward, right? And then it's when like they play when you something paint in front them, of you, it's awkward. Well, it's <laughs> like, like when, when you paint her a picture and, you know, you never see it again because she put it in a box somewhere. Oh, oh that, thanks. Wow. Thanks, honey, thanks, honey so much. And she just puts it in the pile. Yep. <laughs> that sounds awful, Patrick. Are you okay? Uh, you know, I've been dealing with it for a couple of years, but wow. it's okay. <laughs> Just a couple. 
I learned my lesson. That's all I know. Wow. This is a different type gifts? of love. Right. Handmade <laughs> gifts are not her thing. That's not her love language. She doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. What is what is her love language? Um, she likes food. Mm-hmm. And uh, time is very important to her. What is your, what she is likes your, to spend time with you? What is your uh, love language? Emotional support sounds like maybe <laughs> you could use Patrick a little of that. Gift. Acts of service. Yeah. Yeah. Acts well, of service. He, he he buys these gifts. He's a gift giver. Oh, yeah. he's a mm-hmm. gift giver. That is Patrick. He is Pat. Mm-hmm. Patrick That's is definitely. Sweet. He that is, is definitely a gift sure. giver. You have to fight him to pay. You have to fight him to even split a check, and you go eat with him. <laughs> I don't fight him. I'm just like, yeah, bro, go ahead. Uh, Mario learned his lesson. Mario, what's your? I stopped care. <laughs> Mario. Mario's touch. touch. That's easy. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah, you are. It's yeah, gifts. Are. It's we we did me and Nicole did the thing. It's gifts. Or really. I, yeah. mm-hmm. I think you yeah. usually have more than one with your second so one. Yeah, you're I think like, it's, yeah. I think it's is a gift. You're absolutely right. Thank you, Jake. <laughs> I'll mm-hmm. crack your back anytime, big boy. Oh yes. <laughs> I've been waiting. I'm. Oh man, this bag needs some cracking. Let me tell you. <sighs> well, look at you. That's know. what I he said. Think it's, mm-hmm. I think it's a touch for you. Uh, no, I just like to be. I think it's annoying to when people. I don't like to be touched though. Don't touch me. Yeah, I fucking hate it, and yet everybody insists. Yeah, but <laughs> you don't really hate it, though. Yes, I really hate oh, it. No. We no. insist because you hate it. Yeah. It's exposure therapy, Patrick. It's exposure yeah, therapy. No, it's called torture. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it starts, and then you get used to it. And then you know what? It's like, hey, I like this. It's hey, pretty nice. Uh, Jake, uh, you're. it's a four. There are four, but all of your friends have a crush on them. All of my friends? All of them. All of my That's friends. like peer pressure, so you think they're hot now? Hmm? Hmm? This is the same. It'd be the same. Still a four? Yeah, You'd still be, a four. you trying to pawn them off on one of your friends. <laughs> uh, you want them? <laughs> like, I'm good. Anita, they're a two, but they have a famous parent. They're a two. They have a famous Ooh. parent. I'm gonna assume that I really like the famous parents. So, yeah, so like one of Tom Hanks's kids. Hey, how you doing? We That'd do, be pretty nice. We punch up. I on was balling, right? Chet Hanks, sign me up. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Yeah, get your tenure. Get your tenure in there. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can do the Woody voice to your kids. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. But here's the question: Is it good famous or bad? No, it just said famous. It doesn't say we're famous. assuming it's good. We're assuming it's yeah, good. We yeah, I hope so. It's not infamous. It's not like Trump kids. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Zero. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go six. Okay, a six. All right. Trump kids. All right. Uh, Justine, they are an, an eight, but they have two significant others. Are you down for polyamory is, the, is, what, is what I'm hearing. They have two significant others, and they're an eight. Mm-hmm. They're a one. Wow. Greedy. Justine likes to lock it down. Yeah, right. Patrick, they're a six, but they smell like Subway. 
uh, two. <laughs> well, what do you mean like Subway? They yeah, they smell like yes. fucking lunch and lunch meat and lettuce, or like they smell bread. like bread. Or the bread. Or they the smell bread. like untried lettuce because Subway doesn't <laughs> fucking dry their lettuce, and that's how you get an upset stomach. No, when you walk in there, you get the waft of that mm. delicious bread. So they're no, a baker. no, but they're a baker. No, they can no. make fresh bread and cupcakes. Oh, this is one for Jake for sure. Jake, there are nine, but they sing in the shower and they suck. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Emma Stone, she's really trying to sing no. those pentatonics oh. for you. Oh. Oh, that would, oh, no. Yeah, but it's only in the shower. Maybe only in the shower. No, oh, if they right sing, right no, if they sing in the shower, they're singing in the car. <laughs> oh, sing, she's it's Emma Stone singing uh, Justine's love song, and she's terrible at it. What? Just get her her own bathroom, Jake. So, baby. Mm. Oh God. I don't know. That's hard. That's a tough one. She's like, sing with me. Yeah, sing come on, me. babe. I'd have to get earplugs. Oh, I guess seven. A seven. Whoa. That's it. Okay. Bro, That's really it's, not good. A, it's not a deal breaker, but oh. Yeah, you're still God. happy. You're still happy. I'm still fine. Evan, no, that's, you're happy. Still a nine. It means that they're not perfect. It means yeah, I have a chance. <laughs> Justine, or not Justine, Anita, they have a, uh, they, it's a one. They're a one. I get all the low I'm getting all the eights, nines, and tens. You <laughs> just see their kids. They're one, ones. but they have a smile that makes you weak in the knees. The weak in the knees. Mm -hmm. So they have to be good looking. Yeah, but that means that they're just only good looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That means they're an ass. Tall, that's the spectrum, right? He's handsome and you know he's got a great smile, but God is he an asshole. Right. Yeah, it probably would stay at a one. That's right. not selling me. Right. Justine, they are a five, but they're on TikTok famous for being able to eat an entire loaf of wonder bread in under four minutes. I mean, every we make money off of that, don't we? Yeah, everyone sure. can eat a one sure. loaf of wonder bread in under four five? minutes. I'll make them a seven. Nice. Well, you know they're white if they're eating Wonder Bread. Hey, how you doing? No, how's fuck it, Wonder Bread. How's it going? <laughs> Patrick, they're a nine. But they're your best friend's ex. Hey! Uh, <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Drama I'm is gonna, my love language. <laughs> I'm gonna have to pass on that one. That's too much. Come on, there are nine. There are nine, but they're your best friend's ex. There are nine. Uh, answer the question. A seven. They're your dream. They're your dream girl. But yeah, they're. <laughs> oh, Jake. They are a ten. Oh God. But they have a snaggle tooth. How bad's this? I mean, like, how bad's the snaggle? I think at least it's not a dead tooth, right? Just, yeah, it's you know, yeah. At least it's, at least the, at least the roots are still good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, baby. I'll get you braces for Christmas. I need, let me I, I mean, I need to look at a couple pictures to get my like just to, like give me a frame of reference. It's not. That's not bad. No, that's fine. They're not too bad. That's still a nine. That's right, cool. You're a ten. Anita, they're an eight. But they call their mom a bitch to her face. 
That's a one. Yeah. You know, that's how they treat their mamas, how they gonna treat you. you. Again, white guy. All right, here we go. Justine. <laughs> Mom, you're such a bitch. You know what I mean? How they do that? <laughs> <laughs> what if it's like a playful bitch? You know, what if it's. it's Mom, you like... bitch. Uh, no. Justine, they're a one, but they look just like your celebrity crush. Adam Driver, because they're a bad personality, um, like Fat Damon and Real Damon. Right. Oh, that's heartbreaking. <laughs> uh, no, I don't like lookalikes like that. No. So was no. They're one. They're still one. one. Yeah, it's right. like a bootleg. This is the last right round, here. by the way. Last round. Uh, Patrick, they are a five. Uh huh. But they only wear black. Five. But they only wear like John Cash. Yeah. Yeah, it's a five. There's still a five. Yeah, black sleek, slimming. Doesn't move. What you're wearing ain't gonna, you know, change the scale. It's usually when you're out of what you're wearing that changes the scale. Patrick, I'm sorry, Jake. They're a six, but they go commando in every outfit. That's a. That's a ten. All right, and finally, Anita. Anita, they are a nine, a nine, but your friends and family hate them. Friends and family hate them. But they're a yeah. nine. I mean, they could still be a nine. I just couldn't date them. <laughs> yeah. So, so we can hook up situation, yeah, but that's it, okay? And, I don't want to um, deal with you no more. I'm not going to be yeah. attacked. Just like, no, I'm just, like looking, I'm just looking for something casual. Yeah. <laughs> we could still be friends. I'm just here to get my rocks off, okay? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what is we both knew what this was about, right? What does geology have to do with it? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> hey, how you doing? Well, that's a hey. game called, uh, they're a 10, but you can, we, I got this at Target. It was uh, on sale. Pick it up. Party game for you. Can your you friends. do one for you, Mario? Yeah, sure. I'll do one real quick. Just one, just one. I'll just do one real quick. Yeah. I got a ten. Right there, ten. Uh huh. Oh yeah. They're a ten, but they throw up every single time they drink. Oh, that's. Mm. Uh. Mm -mm. That's for you. Mm. That, that's a, yeah. That's unattractive. I'm gonna say. Uh, that bumps you down into like uh, uh, you're you're down there. You're down. What if it's just one drink and they just have like that reaction to alcohol? No, it, that's what I mean. It says every time they drink. Yeah. Then just get them a seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> Plan for AA meetings. Because uh, I'm just going because that type of person, I, I'm extrapolating a bunch of, from just the card. Yeah. Like that kind of person is a person that will be like, "Let's go out and drink," and they do it every time. Mm -mm. That's like a three. That's like a three. Yeah. Mm -mm. I don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it, guys. We'll be right back. We're gonna take a quick break. We come back. We're gonna talk about uh, very serious. We're gonna take a complete left turn, and we're gonna talk about Saving Private Ryan when we come back. Right after these messages. Mm -hmm.
We're back from probably the the best break we've ever taken. <laughs> Shout out to Brent. Anita will explain it to you later, Brent. Um, we can't talk about it on air. All I can say is I applaud you, sir. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, those poor neighbors. All right, here we go. So, oh, is anyone playing uh, Jedi Survivor? Anyone? Uh... Yeah, we talked about it. Fun. Love it. Yeah, Fun. it's good. It up. It's, it's a solid remake or a uh, sequel. Love it. I would love to get it, but it doesn't play on PC very well. From what yeah, because some things are just made for console. Right. By the way, I cannot I cannot stop saying Jedi Survivor like Destiny's Child is singing it. Jedi Survivor. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good game, though. Loving it. Loving it. Having fun with it. You can have a mullet. That's the greatest thing ever. Uh, along you can with, have a mullet. Yeah, you can have a mullet and a wife beater. God damn it! Along oh, with uh, games like uh, Arkham or and a wife pleaser. Yeah. Wow. Fifteen yeah. minutes grunting, doing the work. <laughs> and and then if you're hitting the right spot, sure, right. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, all right, just seeing there are 10, but that's they, they sound like Jerry Lewis when they're having sex. Not Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> we added Jerry Lee Lewis in there too. Yeah. Whoa! Hooey! <laughs> Whoa! All right. Uh... The, the ten bits sound like Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a question, real quick. Did anyone watch? Uh, was Was yesterday the finale of Ted Lazo? Was it? I don't know. Or is it supposed to be next week? It. It, it 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 didn't make any news whatsoever. I didn't see anything about it yet. So oh, I'm like that's I'm like two weeks behind. Bad sign. Bad sign. Yeah. I, I think I'm in the same boat. I'm like two weeks behind. Uh, this week we watched uh, Saving Private Ryan, guys. Uh, heavy. We're gonna take mm-hmm. a immediate left turn to something a little bit more uh, serious. Um, America. Uh, number ten. <laughs> number ten. Uh, I, I give it a ten. What do you guys give it? I actually just want to get what? back. I just want to get back to the Jerry Lewis sex noises. So I want to. Oh, I want to just rank <laughs> this movie. To, you're trying to push past already. I was, I was hey, round, round out, round out the show with some Jerry movie. Lewis sex. Noises. I was having a lot of fun. No, you know it is. It's, it's a very serious movie, and it's like, oh, we're, we're having all this goofy fun, and it's just like, okay, we got to get serious now. Uh, okay, give us the breakdown, uh, Patrick, of uh, Saving Private Ryan. Uh, Saving, Brian re- uh, Saving Private Ryan, released on July 24th, 1998, directed by Steven Spielberg. Got an 8.6 on IMDb, a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, with a budget of $70 million gross worldwide. What? Uh, Justine, why don't you give us your, our first... Uh... $7 million, you said? $70 million. $70 million, you said? Yes. Mm. 400. 400 million? All right, Pat. No, 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 no. I take that back. I take it back. 500. Done. 
500 million. Uh, Jake? Damn it. I was going to say 500. Uh, four, 450. Uh, Anita? I was literally going to say 445. <laughs> I do it. Do it. Right. She would do it. You're going to get it. Watch. You're going to get it. <laughs> Go what you got. Sorry. You're going 445? Mario? Uh, I don't think it made that. I mean, it, it was a, definitely a hit, but I don't think it was. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to say like 250. I'm going to say like 250. Uh, 400. Oh, shit. And 82.3 oh. million dollars. Oh. Jake, you were the closest without going over. Uh, this was a smash success, uh, a Republican fan favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Mark, I don't necessarily. Well, we'll talk about that. Um, uh, same for Ryan. This is the this is for, this is what Len Malton gave it. All right, Leonard Malton, 2015 movie guy. Uh, trenchant World War II drama about an army captain assigned to take a squad of seven men into France, locate a private whose three brothers have been killed, and give him a ticket home. Conventional elements in the script are balanced by a genuinely complex examination of heroism in the field and overpowered by the most realistically, relentlessly harrowing battle footage ever committed to a fiction film. Spielberg, uh, aided immeasurably by cameraman Janice Kaminsky and a superb creative team, has created the ultimate vision of hell on earth. Oscars include Best Director, Cinematography, Editing. Uh, What did Leonard Malton give it, you guys? Four stars. Yeah, I'm going to say it's up there. I think he... Is five the max? Uh, Four is the max. Four is the max? I would say four. I think he liked it. Uh, Justine? Four. Uh, Anita? Four. Jake, you say four? Yeah, four stars. Three and a half. Three and a half. Oh, Ooh, wow. Three and a half. From Leonard Malton. Three and a half. Damn. Such a critic. Couldn't it. give it the four, huh? Three mm-hmm. and a half. I'll tell you what. I he saves the fours. Why did he hate it so much? He didn't hate it. I'll tell you what. There are there are issues with this movie and watching it again. They they kind of they come out. They come out when you watch it again. Um. Uh, that was an unintentional meditation. Did not mean to do that. Jake, let's start with you, buddy. Jake, have you had you seen this before? I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it a few times before. Let's talk about it. God, it's just yeah, relentless, absolutely relentless. At least for the first like hour, hour and a half, and then you get a slight reprieve once they uh, once they uh, break through the um, the pillboxes on the beach. But yeah, way to this is. uh, a lot of the movies they usually give you like an over or like uh, World War Two movies, they, or just war movies in general usually gave you uh, more of an overarching, right? Sort of feel when they're trying to be more uh, historically accurate. But holy shit, just to be in the yeah, they're you're with this with the what's the Ranger? Uh, second Rangers, Ranger, second yeah. second Rangers, mm-hmm. yeah. The whole time and just to be down there. In the, in the shit, just seeing people getting just absolutely just blown up, and it's it's intense. It's really intense. And then you start to get to know some of these guys in the Second Ranger uh, Battalion, and you get to yeah, you get to like a lot of the characters, and then 
they just start picking them off one by one all for just all for this one all for this one kid right it's, it's absolutely insane and poor uh god i don't remember who's the who's the captain's name tom hanks tom hanks uh, captain miller miller yeah captain miller, yeah and poor miller you can just see just the wear and tear on on his mental state. He's getting violent shakes. I mean, you, and, you can tell he's already suffering the effects of PTSD. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So and um, yeah, where he's like he has to make these tough calls for the life of one person. He just wants to get his mission done, just so he can go and see his wife. And yeah, wild, wild, wild ride. And what was it? Was Upham? Upham? Corporal right? Upham, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Upham. Oh, he was the most frustrating character, especially towards the end. Um, no, you're not wrong. Just could not, just couldn't handle, just couldn't take it. Couldn't take it, just broke down and let two of his uh, squad mates die because he couldn't, he couldn't do it. Uh, it was more than two. There's at least the two. It was the two that were in the in the destroyed building when the when he was the, responsible for a lot more. So he's responsible for the captain's death as well. Yeah, he's the right. whole reason they spared that one guy. Right. Yeah. Right. And he was, was he the, the guy? guy shot, was yeah. that the same guy yes, at the end that he the shot? Same oh. guy. Uh huh. He says his he name. Shot. He recognizes yeah. him, and okay, he's okay. like, "He saved me once. He'll do it again." And then he just fucking realized finally. Okay, no, this is this is not how this is going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Upham was responsible for a lot of people dying. Yeah, and that was yeah incredibly frustrating. But it kind of shows it shows this it shows the spectrum of how a lot of them were these 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 kids who are getting thrown into the chaos of war, and some are able to just disassociate and handle it by any means necessary. And then some that just can't take it. It's a very emotional and wild ride. Right. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, complexity in here, especially with the way some of the, um, uh, some of the, um, characters are portrayed. You know, you have that, you almost you there you Patrick you said you was responsible for the captain's but at that point the captain also does say that's when when um, when they're fighting when the, the everything threatens to come apart and then the captain reveals that he you know where he's from and what he does and uh, he, well yeah so he he's the captain's the one who held the group together when they started to fight and he's like hey I can let a little bit about myself out and about and that'll kind of level set for everybody else but the argument for him leaving was simply uh, you know he wasn't willing to continue that pursuit uh making those choices yeah he also said he wanted to let him go because it made him he didn't want to kill anybody like that yeah. every time he killed somebody it it made him feel lost a piece yeah. of himself right yeah. so you can't argue that that maybe wasn't uh, Upham's fault, but that you know, uh, I think that goes along more along the lines of, "Hey, no good deed goes unpunished," you know. Right? Mm, I think I think Upham was acting as more of like a a conscience, and during that scene, especially because you see that at the beginning of that scene, the captain was in you know 
not against shooting him and it took up him to start to voice you know that this isn't right for him to be like yeah you're right damn it up him because he was frustrated you could tell at that scene he was very frustrated by what was going on and having losing another one of his basically kids right i don't understand why the medic went with them why wouldn't the medic why would I mean it's a combat medic? It's tough, right? Why like, wouldn't the combat the medic should have stayed back? Yeah, yeah. Hit, hung the back problem is, up is yeah, the, yeah. They just needed the extra person, and they didn't have it. Right. Yeah, they needed that person, and then Upham wasn't going to be that person, so he said, "I'll do it." Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand. Anyway, uh, yeah, tough. Uh, you know, tough, tough decisions to be made, and that's that's part of the whole. It's hard to have a it's hard to have a conscience in the right in a war setting without having it ha, without having it be blow detrimental up. in some in some way shape or form blow up in your face somehow yeah mm-hmm. um Patrick talk to me saving Private Ryan Spielberg is always hit and miss for me either I like his movie or I really don't like it. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of his directing style. He, he's very, uh, it's just the way I feel about his movies. There are some that I really like and there's some that I don't. Um, but, uh, I think he does a really good job with saving private Ryan. I think the things that are really winning factors for this, for me at least, uh, is the attention to detail that's in this film is amazing, right? right. Uh, both, it, it definitely gives you a feel and a sense of realism as it's progressing. Um, and you feel really like you are entrenched in what's going on. Um, it's also a really great character study. I think that you getting to see a lot of the different characters and kind of just getting glimpses into who they are and, you know, why they're doing these things is really fascinating um i do think this movie is a little bit too long uh at almost a three hour mark it's kind of a, a little bit a struggle right um <laughs> but when i look back on it there's not a lot of scenes where i could be like hey we can cut this out that's the mm-hmm. problem with this it feels like a really long movie but a lot of the scenes that are in there are fairly integral into what's going on. Right. So it's tough. It's, it's, it's a a two sided sword right there where it's just like, I really like a lot of the scenes that are in here and I don't find a lot of areas where I could trim the fat and be like, we don't need this. We don't need this. You know, it's, it's iffy. Um, I think as for me, I think the parts to remove Honestly, would be the post-war scenes would be uh, when he's visiting Arlington. I don't know if that's necessarily as strong of a uh, avenue for telling the story versus the rest of actually the war itself. Yeah, I feel like the raps, I've always felt kind of like the raps were... um, Yeah. Or a little. The contents uh, of the sandwich is great, but the bread's a little like. Eh. Well, I always feel like it, 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 it's it's uh, unnecessary, and then you have that weird morph. Yeah, because they throw Just you to be in, like, hey, this is him. Because they throw you in the beginning, you think it's Tom Hanks going back, oh. right? Because the first thing that that you 
they look at the you look at the old man's eyes and they cut to Tom Hanks and you're like, oh, he, yeah, he, oh, it's him. And so I feel like that whole thing is just to misdirect you into thinking that Tom Hanks is going to live. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of a little bit of a you know, it feels a little, um, feels a little bit like a cheat. We're like they're using emotions to, to you know, they're using like this emotional scene of this man going to you know, obviously, you know, relive some trauma and, and visit, revisit, uh, you know, visit the, the graves of... Which, of, I mean, I don't think you need because as soon as you get into the point where they're leaving the boats onto the beach of uh, on D-Day of Normandy, like, just the people immediately getting mowed down is traumatizing in itself and you're like, holy shit. Like, right, 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 right. They do such a good job with the realism that the exposition takes you out of it. Right, right, right. Yeah, uh, I, I feel that way too. Uh, I mean, one of my favorite scenes is on the beach of Normandy where there is a combat medic who runs up to help somebody and his canteen gets shot and you start to see the water pour out and then the water turns to red because he got shot through that canteen. Right. And it's just a really nice touch that was, it's minimal and it's simple and you don't really notice unless you're looking around, but it, the detail in it, it's great. Right, and if you notice, the the medic just kind of patches himself up and keeps going. He like yeah. he like yeah. starts to patch his leg and keeps going. Um, yeah, that whole scene, like on the beach, obviously, you know, winning best director. Um, yeah, if it's just yeah. for oh, that, yeah. if it's for, just for that scene alone. I uh, mean, the the beach of Normandy and the battle, the last battle on the bridge is two fantastic scenes just because it's it shows the chaos it immerses you and you feel like you feel that kind of stress and panic as you're right. you're stuck down there as well right and the you know the squad is so small um that every time so you lose somebody oh it you feels, feel it it feels mm-hmm. massive yeah. it feels massive um especially in the, the last few minutes but even you know early on when 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 vin diesel and uh and uh, Giovanni Ribisi both. Oh, and Vin Diesel dies. It's it's hard. Oh, yeah, he was trying to save the um, the French girl because he yep. he reminds me of his uh, of his niece. Right, and he's getting shot, and then but then you have that great scene with the the two snipers scene where he's trying to find him in the tower. Right. Uh, I also love this is a quick scene. It's unintentionally funny, but but you hear Tom Hanks go, "Put that kid back!" Like I just think it's funny. Yeah, like, put that kid back. Um, Tom Hanks is great in this. Like he's really good. He's and, really good. And this is the first collaboration between him and um, uh, Spielberg. So this would go on to be kind of a, a big collaboration later on. He would start to use him a lot. Um, but yeah, the, you're right, Patrick. There are some scenes that could. Um, I, yeah, the, a lot I of think... the a lot of the middle feels like stuff we've watched enough war movies on this podcast to realize that it starts to feel like stuff you've seen before where, yeah. where you know, you see those scenes before of like, you know, guys bonding and things like that. But you, I mean, obviously you need that because you, you want to, yeah, yeah. you want to feel something when these characters die and it's all, but it's almost yeah. a trope at this point. It's almost a, a, a trope at, you know, you have all the scenes in between um, of them getting to know each other and kidding around and joking and, and you know, busting balls and then, um, that's this, just a product of the genre. That's this, not a product of the movie itself. Right, you know? exactly. But this is – what adds to this one is the tension that these guys don't want to do this mission. They feel like, hey, look, you're asking us to put our lives on the line, especially like the Ed Burns character, mm-hmm. you know, who just mm-hmm. does not want to do it, right? He's just – he's flatly doesn't want to do it. 
They're putting the lives of what? Uh, there's like eight of them. Right. And then ironically, yeah, for one, ironically, for he's the only one that survives, right? Ed Burns is the, yeah. is the guy that survives aside from, from uh, Upman. And you just kind of wish Upman died. Poor Upman. <laughs> it wasn't yeah, his fault. He, he was a typist, man. He didn't, he wasn't his fault. He didn't belong there. And I think that's the main point of like why he's, he's so frustrating and why the whole situation is so frustrating is because he didn't belong there. He didn't belong in this situation and nobody did. Right. It's, it's, it really illustrates that point home, uh, how damning that can be. Yeah. And some people were just able to just handle it better or yeah. Compartmentalize or do some people were better equipped to survive and some people weren't able to handle the pressures of war. So, uh, and what, what, what happened at D-Day um, was because of the uh, – D-Day was such a huge undertaking that a lot of things went wrong. Um, they mention it in the – and if you've ever seen the show Band of Brothers, um, mm-hmm. they, they mm-hmm. discuss it. You know, the, the, the Airborne was supposed to open a pathway uh, to a lot of the beaches and they, they got they, – you know, the drops all went wrong. Um, they got – some guys – Got dropped miles, miles, miles. Oh yeah, it was a course. huge fuck up, and right. it's surprising that it worked. And Omaha Beach actually was they they drifted too far. They went mm-hmm. the the boats actually ended up in a more heavily fortified area than they were supposed to be. Um, hence the carnage that you saw unfold. Um, but uh, yeah, so a lot of that Spielberg was able to comp- uh, you know to really. Um, crystallize a lot of that in that opening sequence, that opening twenty minutes or, or so. Um, I remember yeah, seeing. Well. Th- I remember seeing this in the theater, and it was you know, I mean, it was loud. But in the moments like when, in the moments when when like Tom Hanks's hearing goes out, I think it's the first movie that does that, like the ear ringing when there's an explosion mm-hmm. goes off, and the whole the whole theater is silent, and you could hear a pin drop in the in the theater, you could feel like the tension of people just, you know, uh, and then, you know, there'd be a gasp. Like if, you know, something really horrific was shown, like someone, you would know, it was, it was a really intense experience in the theater. Um, and I imagine I th- what it would be like to have been a veteran. Right. Uh, we had a, watching that movie. I went to see it a second time and, uh, there was a kid on the, on a phone. He opened his phone. He got a text message like during, the D-Day. You throw your shoe at him. And the, this old man, who was probably a vet, got up and just grabbed the phone and like – it was a flip phone back in those days and just snapped it shut mm-hmm. and said, show some respect. And the kid yeah. just didn't know what to do. Like the kid was just like uh, – like, you know, he was like a young teenager. He didn't say anything back, but I was like, wow. I've never seen that kind of response in a the theater. Uh, so, um, yeah, it was, it was an intense ex- experience to see it um, that way. Uh, Justine. You have become a lover of things like The Longest Day, which also tells the story of uh, D-Day. Um, I believe you said that's one of your favorites that we've done on the show. I love The Longest Day. <laughs> How does this compare? I mean, does this had you did you have this in the back of your mind when you were had you seen you had seen this before obviously? Yeah, I watched uh, around the time I was watching war movies a few I think maybe Patrick brought it up. He's like, "You should watch it." I'm like, "All right." So I did watch this one time before watching it again. Okay. So now that you've seen like the longest day and you've seen like a whole, and this really just, it's kind of like a, 
So if uh, you know, this is like a smaller scope, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Then, but but a bigger the longest day is like everywhere. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. So this is just one. It follows one like a unit. Big old picture. Right. And this one is like a microscope. You're I mean, just in this little group. Right. Uh, one unit. Yeah. So what did you think? Mm-hmm. What did you think seeing it again after having we've watched so many of these movies now? Um, this one's good. I think the obviously up to this point with the war movies, this probably has the best um, opening and showing that how war was right. during that time. Mm-hmm. And we have newer ones now that are pretty good, but um, from the movies we've seen, this is probably the better right um, depiction of it. But I did like Tom Hanks in it. Um, I think it, the role was supposed to go to a few other people, but Tom Hanks is a good choice for that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I liked it. It was good. Good storyline. Um, I didn't really care for the storyline saving Private Ryan. I didn't care for that story at all. Neither did they. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially but Ed following, Burns. <laughs> following that was okay. Right. I didn't really need that push. They could have just done something else, but right. like they could have been wandering through there like, hey, we have to get to this point. Right. And there it is. Like, I didn't need that story on top of it. Right. Yeah, yeah it's sad and unfortunate, but I just I don't know, I didn't care. And they obviously did on purpose, right? You're not supposed to care for Ryan. Right. Uh as a matter of fact, they did not when they Do did boot camp with them. Yeah, when they did boot camp mm-hmm. together, they left him out. He did his boot camp on his own. So that it wouldn't yeah. feel like, yeah. So they would resent him. Right. Yeah. I didn't, this, that part of the story is okay. I feel bad. <laughs> you know who I feel bad for is Nathan Fillon, who, uh, oh, yeah, when, he's fucked. When he's the wrong, <laughs> it's the wrong Ryan. The wrong Ryan, yeah. Uh, everybody, a lot of bit parts in this Paul Giamatti, Ted Danson, I forgot Brian Cranston's in it, the grandpa oh, from Fargo. It's a huge cast. From from Fargo with one of the weird yeah. with one of the I weird guess this line um, reads. for Ted Danson was a big turnaround for his career. He was going down, having a bunch of flops, and when they did this one and he got a serious role, people saw that and he started getting steady roles after this. I guess. Uh, yeah, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Curb Your Enthusiasm, mm-hmm. baby. Um, but yeah, uh, I always forget how many little roles there are in here. Um, well, little little. Uh, Mm-hmm. Um, I like Paul Giamatti in this. Mm-hmm. His ankles yeah, like an old woman. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and Christine he sits did. down and finds a bunch of Germans. Right. Right. That's a crazy thing. Change how you feel about uh, Ryan when he's like, "No, I'm not leaving. These are my only brothers I have left." How that make you feel? Good question, Jake. Mm-hmm. Because that's their whole their whole mission. Their whole mission was to find him. And he's like, "No, I'm not leaving." Not well, leaving. most, well, not, I guess during that time, maybe not all of them wanted to go to war, but, um, no, I mean, it was legitimate. It was fine. I wasn't mad. Hmm, okay. <laughs> you were mad about it? You weren't mad? No, I, I, I don't know who said it when he was like, okay, he wants to say it, and that's what he wants to say. Like, right. Let him say right. it. Like, who, whose death? You know, I, if I was in a game, like, let's say, I know it's not the same as war, but like, if I was playing soccer and they were like, and I was excited for this game and they were like, hey, we're going to pull you out because we don't want you to get hurt. I'd be like, what the fuck? I'd be pissed. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm here. I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> right. We yeah. got to gotta hold this bridge. 
Um, yeah, that was really heavy when he said, "Yeah, he's the only brothers I have left. I'm not. I'm not abandoning them now." Right. It almost seemed like because they were all from like different states, right? Right. Didn't they kind of say that? Yeah. That it felt like during that time, it's when they move on and they don't really see their brothers anymore in that time. Yeah, maybe. You know, it just there was already a disconnect there. Right. The is mom. How I saw that. Right. The mom is the one you really feel bad for in that brief scene. Right. Which, yeah. I only which, felt bad for her. It's true. I didn't really feel bad for Ryan. I just thought in that time, since they already live out of state, they're already saying goodbye. That's the end right. of it. Um, yeah, a lot of it, like Patrick said, there's a lot of attention to detail, like the different unit designations and the, the you know, uh, Justine, this, so the unit that they are in, the second Rangers in the, in the, um, I believe in longest day, um, they were, they were the guys, and I believe this is what they did on D-Day. They were the guys that had to go up the ropes and remember mm-hmm. there were, there were those, all those guys that were going up the ropes and blowing up the guns and the guns had already been there were they had never been finished they climbed all the way up there only to find mm. out i think that was the second rangers as well uh anita we know about your problems with how long the movie is <laughs> but do you and, and what would you cut what would you cut if you could what parts would you cut what do you say is i don't know if i would cut really anything it just didn't the parts that felt long i just they didn't hold my attention so that just made it feel longer I'm all, um, you're all the fart the part at the beginning i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i actually i mean the part in the beginning and at the end were probably the most exciting and interesting parts of the movie right right, right um right. just i understand why like it was necessary in the middle. You got a lot of character development. You got to understand more so why, like they were all kind of forced to be there, but like what their drive was, like I get, I get all of that. It just didn't, I don't know. It just didn't connect with me enough to make it seem a hundred percent necessary, but everyone played the role, acted their characters and roles really well. Right. I mean, obviously Tom Hanks, Vin Diesel, baby Vin Diesel was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, baby Groot. <laughs> I barely recognized him. Mm. Um, I had to call him out to me, and I was like, wait, what? Who? No, he's not in this. And I was like, oh, snap. Um, so that was, like, really cool to see him be all young and vibrant and not, and still about family. Right, uh, right, right. <laughs> what if you find out that's, like, Toretto's, like, grandpa or something? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great fan theory. <laughs> it's a maternal because his name is Caparzo, but it's still his grandpa. Yeah, yeah. Toretto's, <laughs> Toretto's mom was his niece. And yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's why yeah. he was so uh, yeah. traumatized. Right, mm-hmm. right. His great uncle. <laughs> but yeah, I don't hate just the, it's just not, it's not something that I would ever have the drive to rewatch at any point. It's a great movie. It's shot really well. It, I feel for everyone in the fights. Like, oh no, it's there are movies that you can you can appreciate and just be like, I never need to see that again. But you yeah. can appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, definitely yeah. get that. Definitely for sure. Uh, I wanted to ask everyone who, what did your, what was your, the which character's death really got you? Like, which was the one that was like, oh man, 
Like that really, that really got me. Uh, Jake, who, who was it? Was it? Who were the, oh God, I don't remember. I don't remember their names, but uh, it was the two guys who were in the abandoned building that um, Upham was supposed to go bring them more ammo for, and he oh, figured out. Mellish. Oh, Adam Goldberg, Cor- Cor- Corporal Mellish. That is yeah, the hardest. He, that is the hardest one two. to watch in a movie full of death. That is the hardest one to watch. Where he's the yeah, stabbing, he just, right? Yeah, yes. he just no, no, pushes no, no, the no. dagger in. Oh God. And wait, then, wait, wait, and then no. the German guy starts walking down the steps, and you just see up and just broken, just like just broken, standing there holding his gun, and he just walks right past him, and he just breaks down, starts crying. Right. And you know he's going up the steps. Like I thought he was going to make it up there. I was like, he's going to make it up there. He's going to like shoot him in the back of the head. He's going to save them, and he did not make it. No. Like, nope. <laughs> you know that happened in a murder, in a real life murder, where the girl like her roommates all got murdered and yes. she the guy looked at her and then they're kind of they're trying to blame it on her for not like doing anything she would have just died though why would you okay, well and that's just, it's hard to blame in, that, in, that, in that case she's not armed uh yeah up did have a rifle so it's like you know yeah oh yeah he could have well, he wasn't you knew, like prepared to do something like yeah, no but true. you knew like, up could save him right he had a gun the guy didn't have a Both weapon besides a knife. He had the opportunity to go in there and shoot him, and he didn't. Because mm-hmm. he heard the fighting. He heard the noise. He knew who was there. Right. He knew that they needed him. And he was but screaming that's... for him. He was, yes. Yeah, he was, like, screaming his name, like, oh, man, that's Ooh. rough. That's yeah. traumatizing. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah, by far. When they shot one. at the wall, though, and all that blood shows, that was pretty epic. Oh, then the second later, when he shoots back and the other guy... Is like straight, yeah. Oh my god! Oh my. That, so he's so he's drowning. He's drowning. Yeah, his yeah his squad mates drowning as he's trying to wrestle with his life with the German. Yeah. Oh my god! It's did, such a horrific uh, Justine. Scene. Did you, did you watch Band of Brothers? Um, I tried. It's it was kind of boring for me. Oh okay, okay. I watched the uh, almost one episode. Was it the first one? Yeah. Oh, it's the one with uh, David Schwimmer. Yeah, but shouldn't the first one grab you because it's their pilot and they spend more money on the pilot? No, it's this that episode. Like from the second episode on, it's great, but that first episode is kind of like <laughs> it is kind of. I cannot get past the first. Episode. Yeah, just watch. Start with episode two, and you'll figure out who everybody is. Like, because you're not. You know what it is? Is they want to introduce all the characters to you, but like even like Anita said, one thing about movies where, where the military is everybody looks the same, right? They all yeah. have the uniform on, so you couldn't even recognize Vin Diesel. Even though it's Vin Diesel, right? Because he's got the fatigues and the helmet on, mm-hmm. so it's not like you need to remember a lot of the faces just seen. So just start with episode two and see what you think, because they that cover it covers D Day from the other from the paratrooper perspective. So it's pretty mm-hmm. good. It's pretty good. But uh, yeah, I would highly recommend watching it if you liked uh, same part, right? But yeah, that first episode was Schremer. I wasn't buying it. I was not buying it. And luckily, he does Can not. We- spoiler alert: he doesn't get to go to Europe because he gets he gets moved to be like a requisition officer or something so he doesn't even get to go another somebody else takes over command of the of the unit because he was such a jerk face I mean they picked the right actor I have a question talk to me goose why why would you send a family of brothers all to the same war Anticipating most of them are going to die. Well, I mean, because the, the youngest, it was, it's, but then it's try the youngest, to right? back. 
Well, this is the this, youngest who shouldn't have been sent in the first place, right? They well, uh, those are all in place now because so they mention it in the they mention it when they go tell the officer that there were three, that yeah. the mom's going to get three telegrams. They mentioned the Sullivan the Sullivan brothers, which that was, was a, a huge case, which, which was a real thing. There was five brothers. They were all on one ship, and the ship was sunk. I think by a by a torpedo. All five brothers. Is that walked. the one from Abraham Lincoln? Is that one? No, no, no. This was this happened in World War Two. Mm. So after that, after this war, there was a whole thing about you can't draft the youngest. Um, there they had already separated because they do mention that one of the brothers was killed in New Guinea, so he was in the Pacific. So they yeah. wouldn't. So it went after this. So during the war, they said, okay, after the Sullivan brothers, you can't put brothers in the same unit. Like they have to be in different mm. units to increase their chance of survival. And then after this, it was like you couldn't, they made other uh, things like you couldn't, if the other brothers had been drafted, like the youngest son would stay, you know, like that kind of thing. But so. I mean, and two, like to the, to that point as well, a lot of the people who joined world war two was volunteers mm -hmm. like this, this war was massively funded by American volunteers. The draft wasn't a huge – people were drafted, but not in the sense of like Vietnam or the Korean War where it was right. more this hesitant is... against it. In World War II, Americans took the time uh, – stood up and said, you know, hey, we're going to do our part. And a lot of people volunteered. Right. It was I don't huge... know the exact numbers. It was a massive volunteer. Force. After Pearl Harbor, a lot of people – even faked their yeah. – even even fake their age, yeah. A lot yeah. of guys fake their age to get in, and yeah, because it was super so patriotic. So yeah, that's right. It that's wasn't right. uncommon to see like families join, right? When mm -hmm. my dad got drafted for Korea, uh, they didn't draft families, but they drafted like a whole. My dad's whole neighborhood got drafted like yeah. all at once. Oh, wow. did by zip code. Yeah, all at once. Like everybody he went to school with was like in the army. Like my dad and my uncle, my mom's yep. brother were neighbors because my, my grandparents lived next door to each other. That's how my parents met. And uh, my uncle was – my mom's brother was in boot camp at the same time as my dad. They went to the same – they were in the same base and everything. They just drafted like a whole zip code at, at one time. Jesus. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. Imagine you go to you're – you're in the army and like everybody you grew up with is there too. Like and you know some of you aren't going to be coming back. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, any final thoughts, words? Uh, Justine, did you look into the trivia for this? My death that uh, that was the saddest. Oh, I didn't catch yours. I'm sorry, boo boo. Damn. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, was when they you... first get off of the boat in the very beginning. That's the saddest. Oh, yeah. everyone in the front dies. That's the saddest. Yeah, one. it's hard. Oh, to yeah, just a fucking yeah, fish in a That's barrel. That's when it hits you because you're like, well, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, now what? Now what do you do? Can you imagine, like, I would not, like, trying to be, I imagining myself on that beach, I would, the, I could not dig a hole deep enough or fast enough to, like, try to get away. You know what I mean? Like, what do you or, uh, Even the ones that drowned on the side of the boat. Which, which happened, yeah. Good job. Okay, we had a little, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty there. The, uh, we, we're good, though. We just lost the end of Justine telling us who, uh, so her most traumatic death or the death that bothered her the most was the guys getting killed as they got off of the boat. Um, that was where we dropped off. So Justine, do you want to reiterate that? Again? 
Right, yeah, well, if you want to just give it to us to say that. That was your most traumatic, right? That's what you said was the one that affected you the most. Right, when, yeah, the very start when they're all scared in the boat. And as soon as they wheel and open up that door, they all get shot and killed. It's the saddest thing. What's crazy when you first see this movie, you when you see this movie for the first time, you don't know who's gonna who any of the people are yet. You know who Tom Hanks mm-hmm. is, right? Mm-hmm. So they're showing all these faces in the boat, and you just assume and he barely makes it. Right. <laughs> you just assume some of these guys are gonna be in the movie and they all just get wiped out. They really just pretty much get wiped out. It's crazy. I didn't even think they were gonna make it as far, like rewatching this. It was like, do they make like do they get? To the, like, are they gonna make it? Like, I didn't even right. think they were gonna make it. I was concerned. Right. Um, yeah, just insane that people actually live through this. Uh, you know, so hats off to the uh, World War II veterans because it was all, geez, Louise, you know. <clears throat> and then uh, if you think about like the Pacific, right? The war in the Pacific, you had to land on every island like that. You had to go to every island and just, you know, the, all the Marines went to every island and like, you know, had to land on these fortified islands. It's crazy. Um, so we are, let's uh, let's give it a ranking here. Oh, Justine was going to bring up before we cut off. Uh, th- Justine, this is one of the all time, this probably pissed me off more than any other. Um, when you, and okay, when, so here is the nominations for that year. I'm going to give you guys the list for best picture, okay? Saving Private Ryan. Life is Beautiful, Shakespeare in Love, and The Thin Red Line. The fuck? Didn't Shakespeare in Love win? Uh, you're muted, Anita. Life is Beautiful. I would have been okay with Life is Beautiful winning. I think Shakespeare in Love won, didn't they? I'm pretty I'm sure, because that movie was huge. Jake, Shakespeare Thanks for looking love. it up. Shakespeare in Love. Shake. <laughs> Yeah, Shakespeare in Love one. And when you mm. when you find out now that scumbag Weinstein, it yeah. was it was it was because they petitioned for it. They like yep. they were they were they were doing like, you know, you find out that a lot of the the movies that win Best Picture are just because the production company like basically puts on like a like a PR a PR push to buy yeah. votes. Wow. So it's like you, this Shakespeare. Nobody remembers Shakespeare in Love. Nobody. Another reason I hate award shows is they're right. complete bullshit, self gratifying. I was already pissed that LA. I was already pissed that LA Confidential lost to Titanic. I was already mad about that, and then you had this, and I'm just like, F Why does everybody hate Titanic? Because it's not a good movie. Because it has a fucking intermission. It's unnecessary. Everything not a good movie. fit on the fucking door. You want to okay? talk about a movie that's too long? Get me to the boat sinking. That's all that movie needs to be about. Nah, yeah. You know what? Shut up, Leo Jake. Is so, Leo is so cute in it. I can't. Right? <laughs> 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 Nobody likes that, that song. Movie. I hate that fucking Thank movie. Thank you, so Patrick. Much. High With five. High five. <laughs> it was such a visceral response because I was so angry. That came from the heart. That came from the gut. <laughs> oh, God. I know there's a circle in, of hell where somebody is just punished by watching that movie on repeat. Except for the scene where the guy hits the propeller. That is always unintentionally hilarious to me. <laughs> Yeah, um, I just I can't I can't with that movie. Mm-hmm. 
Remember how I, ne- I said I never remember when I saw a movie? I remember exactly when oh I saw Titanic. God. I <laughs> love that How'd you that do that movie? to yourself? I, I remember that movie, too. <laughs> Where were you, Anita? Let's get into it. I went to the Cerritos Town Center oh, with cool. my dad. Oh. He took me after school one day to go see it. I should not have been watching it because I'm pretty sure I was in elementary school. And <laughs> Did you cry? I didn't cry, but I definitely like that. I remember it and I remember just loving it ever since. And then uh, watching it. You know what it is? Titanic <laughs> is the saving private Ryan for ladies. Because if you think about it, you have this horrific scene. <laughs> a lot of people die. <laughs> and you're there for fucking five hours. Yeah, a lot of people die. A really important person dies that because is... somebody couldn't fucking make the right choice in the moment. <laughs> it's, got, it's got big diamonds, so it's got yeah. a lot of nice jewelry. That is the most sexist thing I've ever seen. What are you trying to say? <laughs> that girl's like jewelry? Is that what you're trying to say, Patrick? On the fucking door. I'm saying Titanic <laughs> is made for, you know. I'm still yeah. laughing at how I told Jake to shut <laughs> <laughs> I hate that song, too. That was, that was just the pure reaction. No thought went into it. It was literally just <laughs> word volume. Just shut up. Oh, God. <laughs> God, that song is terrible. Yeah. No, this uh, was like height Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't know if Romeo and Juliet happened after this one, but I was like, yes. Because yes. I, I went from JTT to Leo really quick. And this is the date, this was the age where he would have dated yeah. you too. So that's good. Yeah. So that's perfect. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could date me. I'm fine with it. No, you're uh <laughs> I'm a little too old now. You're but... 30 now, forget it. You're He's, too old you're now. Too old for Leo. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, which death affected you the most on the Titanic, uh, Justine? Was it Billy Zane? Uh, maybe the little girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, With yeah. her dad, and then then you see, I don't know if it's, I think they were trying to say same girl, right? When she's floating in the water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anita, how about you? I think just the whole scene of watching people jump oh. off the side of the ship just makes me, like, Or mm, even depressed. the band, remember? Remember? Oh yeah, oh, which yeah. actually happened. Going down, which they actually happened. Yeah, yeah, that actually did happen. I think the captain was probably the saddest one because he didn't want to stick around for the rest of the fucking movie either. <laughs> he took the easy way out. Yup. Uh, <laughs> God, I hate that movie. Classic. Right. 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 Mm-mm. Mm. Was, I went was... to school the next day and I was telling everyone that I saw boobies and the girl was naked and I got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I have a note I wrote to my sex friend. In a car? They, actually, they were just jealous because they didn't get to see those boobies, you know? No, they totally were. Yeah. And, yeah I got in the only... There's one great Titanic spoof and that is uh, in Rick and Morty when uh, Steve gets assaulted by a maid because of uh, the Titanic and she goes crazy. It's it's amazing. Everything else is horrible. Mm, let's see. Jake, do you, you knew the song. You knew the words of that song. That's terrifying. Why? I why just would... know that part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Near, far. <laughs> I know he can keep going. He can keep yeah, going. Yeah, I can keep going. Yeah. Uh, that was a new lyric. I feel like... like I feel like in that movie, Rose just wanted her summer fucking fling 
And she's like, oh, Jack, don't let go. Oh, no. <laughs> Shit. Oh, he's wow. poor. I'm not going to hold on any longer. Right. Mm-hmm. He's poor. He knows how to swim. What a bitch. This, no, this, 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 this was fun, but mm, there's only... Had? There's only room on this door. Make for her one. parents mad. She would have yeah. done. She totally would have been like, "I'm gonna marry you," and laugh in her parents' face or in her mom's face. No. Nope. Mm-hmm. Is anybody? Did anybody watch 1923? Anybody watch that? Mm-mm. That's anyways. A, that's our a, scores. That's a little bit of a subplot. That whole thing. What Justine just said. Uh, what I think one way they could have improved Saving Private Ryan is. Dion. As he's shooting at the tank with his pistol, they kick in. His heart the, will go on. They kick in that flute. You start hearing that flute when he's laying there. And he's just shooting it, and then the then the planes come in and they blow up the tank, and you hear the the flute. Do 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank God, my mic the the Google Meet cut you out there. Uh. <laughs> I hear construction going on. Yeah. I hope it's construction and not, and not her neighbor. Hey, yo. Hey, construction, oh. of, construction of a new human being. Oh. <laughs> 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 well. uh, all right, let's uh, rate uh, Saving Private Ryan while we're still uh, in a good mood. Justine? Wait, wait, wait. Please hold. Okay, Patrick? Holding. Uh, it's an eight. An eight. Uh, if it didn't have the intro and the outro, I, I'd probably rate it a little bit higher. Jake, I give it a what? None of us heard you through that yawn. Nine and a half. Nine point five. Nine point five. Anita. Okay, I didn't think I was going to be that low. I give it a seven. Seven. Seven's good. Seven. That's, res- that's respect. Seven. What did Jake say? Nine point five. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hmm. And then Patrick said eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about uh, Justine with her little pink uh, headset on? Um, I give it a seven. Seven. All right. Uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna go along with Patrick. I'm gonna give it. A, I'm, I, I'm gonna rate this a little higher because of the technical aspects and a lot yeah. of the stuff that we kind of take for granted now was just done this is one of the first movies just like the way they washed all the color out of it to make it look more you know of the time and um just the idea sometimes my brother who also likes this movie said that it's good but it also reminds him of an episode of combat which a really long which was a show that was in the 60s where it was like it followed a squad around world war ii where they fought in exotic places like ontario and um Thousand Oaks, but um, but yeah, uh, there is a little bit of that. Some of the stuff, like I said, it's not necessarily the fault of the movie, but we just see a lot of the tropes in there. But the the the, the filmmaking and uh, the technical stuff is just, I mean, it's insane. So I'm gonna give it a nine. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it a nine. All right. Justine, why so low? I feel like this would have been higher for you. Um, I think because I saw Dunkirk. Oh. Uh, I see. You thought Dunkirk was better? Oh, Dunkirk was amazing. I feel like if I if that movie didn't come out, this would probably be like the best war film. Well, you, since you 
I think we were going to do it. We were actually, I had a double feature working, but since you're not going to be here, I really want you around for the next one, which is double feature, which is the, the thin red line, but we're going to do gross point blank. So I need to brace yourself for a three, another three hour world war two movie. This one. And John Cusack, this one with a lot of, uh, inner monologue and not necessarily, um, Terrence Malick is a, is kind of a, a hard director to get your head around if you're not used to his style. So, We'll see how that goes. But uh, what did you give it, Mario? I gave it a nine. Saving Private Ryan, nueve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You said that was going to be a double feature. It was going to be because we're going to watch it next week. But since Patrick and uh, Justine won't be here, we're going to switch gears and watch Gross Point Plank. We're going to go rom com. We're going to go rom com. Rom com. Yeah. All right. What a great show, you guys. Good show this week. You guys did great. You're, okay, just all stare at me. That's weird. I don't know if Patrick was, but everybody else was just staring. Oh, at yeah, me. I always speak when spoken to you. Yes. Yell at us. I was staring. I'm on break about that. So, oh, so good. <laughs> you guys just all pause. You guys look like puppies in a window. It was so funny. Was so... <laughs> Tell us what to do. <laughs> Anita, what are you cooking? You, she's giving us the uh, influencer uh, angle there. We're looking up. Oh, I at, mean, I mean, salad. salad. Yeah, but we're, we we're saw looking the, up. We're looking up at you because we are beneath you. Yeah, and then the, but the, <laughs> but the utensils were coming right at us, like <laughs> like like three D. It was. Yeah, the, the, I felt like I was getting stirred around in there. You know what I mean? Like I'm like. Oh. <laughs> It's very nice. Now I know. Now I know. What, now I know what a dried cranberry feels like when it's being stirred. <laughs> Cranberries are good. They are, but I was like, she was working it around the bowl, right? Three. I mean, you know, that's what you do with cranberries. Three dimensions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll they'll work their way around the bowl eventually, if you know what I mean. Hey, hello. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Right, Anita. Please keep us, uh, uh, please keep us abreast of any further uh, of fresh developments concerning your neighbors. Uh, I know that. Oh. I know the guests. <laughs> I know the uh, listeners don't know what we're talking about, but we know. And this whole time in my head, I've just been singing like Trey songs, even though we don't support Trey songs anymore. Nice. Like <laughs> the neighbors know my name has been like stuck in my head. <laughs> the whole time. So, so I told you guys, I'm sorry. Wow. Well, you'll show them. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> pony? What about Pony? Um, yeah, just, just, you just need to crank. You just need to crank Pony. D- take it back. Take it back to the 90s. Um, yeah. All right. What a great show, you guys. Anita's now going to spoon feed a salad that she made. Now she's doing that. Mm-hmm. Look at that. It's coming right no, at you. <laughs> 3D. Dr. Tongue's 3D House of Salad. All right, guys. I'm Eighty four. years old and I eat sardines. So are you really? My sardines. So, yeah. My dad used to eat sardines. He grew up in I the depression. Yeah, but he grew up in the depression. They didn't have a choice. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people like sardines. You got your own house. You got your own car. You got. Doing <laughs> <laughs> uh, sardines. All right, for Jake, for John, for Patrick, for Justine, we say. As always, this transmission ends now. Uh, fight the power. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, Brooklyn Blake. See you then. Unity! Unity!